Hello, lovely ladies, and welcome to Zion's Company of Women podcast. I'm Lana. And I'm Courtney. It's great to have you with us here today. Hello, Courtney. Good evening. How are you, my friend? Hello, Lana. Good morning. I'm doing great. I'm so happy because all of our guests are good friends, but this friend is one of those special friends, the one that's here with us today. (laughs) She's one of those people that you sit with and you feel like you've known her for a really long time. And there's just a comfort and an ease and a love that um, just flows from her. So I am particularly just really, I'm really looking forward to today, but I'm doing great. How are you doing? I am good and I'm I'm with you, my friend. This is a, a special friend. Like I am so excited that we have Sarah with us and even the kookaburras outside my window are excited as well that she is here because they have been laughing uh, ever since we, we jumped on and started praying and I just, it's going to be a beautiful time together. There's going to be joy and he's going to speak and we get to sit and chat with somebody incredibly amazing. So let's, uh, let's say hello. Sarah Wiseman. Hello, my friend. Hello. Are you supposed to make me cry before I talk? <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> it wouldn't be me if I wasn't some kind of emotional. Hi, I am so excited to be here. After listening to all the episodes, I'm like, yes, I get to like sit and chat with you two. I feel like I've been having coffee with you anyway, but now I get to talk to you. It's amazing. It's going to be so fun. Yeah, it's now we get to hear your heart, and we get to hear what God has been speaking to you. And I'm just every time we talk and every time you share, I'm like, yes, tell me more, tell me more. So I can't wait, can't wait to get into it. So if it's okay with you, Lana, I'm just going to jump in because I know we're two minutes into this, and I know that we're probably going to (laughs) run up to our hour, our hour mark today. Yes. Can I just, before we dive in, Courtney, one second, can I just ask Sarah, for those of you that don't know your lovely self, can you tell these incredible ladies a little bit about who is Sarah Wiseman? Sarah Wiseman. I am a chatterbox. (laughs) And I I don't know why I felt like that was the most important one to mention first. Um, I'm just a daughter of God. And I think it was Natalie who was on here and said, everything else I do after that doesn't define me as much. Um, But I'm a mom of three beautiful kids that I'm obsessed with. Um, (laughs) And I'm a a, a husband. I'm a wife to my husband, Tim. And we live in Queensland and I just love God. I just love God. I I just want to um, for other people to feel his love. So I guess when you ask who I am, I, I feel like I'm a messenger of just God's love. That's feels like it's inside my body and I just want to get it out all the time because he's loved me so beautifully. So, yeah, I'm just a loved daughter of God. <laughs> I love it. And Sarah, I, and I know Courtney, you'll say the same, like watching you do life with your kiddos and the way that you love people and the way you love your husband and the little bits that, you know, I've seen through Instagram and just through talking to you, like that is exactly, if I was asked the question, who is Sarah Wiseman? I would say that you are a radical laid down lover of Jesus that Mm -hmm. just 
loves people so well and releases his love so powerfully and release healing and freedom through your your authenticity like you're, you're not afraid to invite people into the journey and that that is so powerful my friend it really it really is so powerful and the way I just watch time and time again the love of God flow through you it is just beautiful so I know that today wherever the conversation goes wherever the Holy spirit leads ladies you are going to be impacted by the love the ferocious love of God that flows through this Thank incredible you. Oh, thank yes. you. I mean, my kids might say differently about the school rushes. <laughs> Look, I did my best, <laughs> but let's keep it fully real, okay? <laughs> I'm not always great at it, <laughs> but that's real life. <laughs> yeah. All right, Courtney, my friend. Yes. Let's well, dive I'm deep. glad. Thank you. Sorry for, thank you for tapping the brakes on me because as you were, you guys were, were chatting and Sarah was talking about her beautiful self, Holy Spirit was like, I don't want you to jump in with the first question. I actually want you to come down and talk about transformation. So I was like, okay, mm-hmm. all right then. Because every time I talk about you, Sarah, and every time I hear you share your story, there's such um, a thread of transformation and what it looks like to be transformed by Jesus and by his love in particular, because, you know, when you read the Song of Songs, that's that's really a lot of what it is. It's transformation through love. It's, mm-hmm. you know, Jesus is continually speaking identity over her and continually sharing with her how he sees her. And that becomes the place from which she absolutely becomes the bride of Christ. Um, mm-hmm. And so I do want to ask you that. I want to ask you, like, what does it look like for you to be transformed by love like what has that meant for you what has that looked like to you and just what are your thoughts about that well it's almost like god knew you were going to ask me this right because <laughs> he's so clever isn't he um this is literally i wrote about this when i was thinking about coming and talking to you guys about did you really? i really did about how god transformed me um and it does tie into being the bride of Christ, but just I, he was just showing me back in that moment of salvation. Like when I came to him so broken, so messy, so dirty and addicted, and I felt unworthy and just like I had no value. And he, mm. like the father himself, it was like he knelt down to my level, just like Jesus did in the dirt with the woman in adultery and he held my face and he said, you are so beautiful. You are just so beautiful. And everything in me was like, no, I'm not. But my, for me, the journey of transformation with God is literally what we read in Song of Songs. It's just this dance of him constantly saying, I love how many times he says, but you are so lovely but you're just so lovely, yet you're so lovely. And she's like, no, but I'm this and I'm that. And and he's like, no, but you are so lovely to me. Like, And and I realise like, um, and I, I maybe I'm jumping ahead, but I realise being the bride of Christ is kind of like we see ourselves um, as, you know, as a bride, you get ready. And I remember you, you girls were talking about this in a previous episode but you get ready and you present yourself then 
to your groom, right? And uh, Courtney, I think you had a dream about um, the veil becoming like crimson mm -hmm. that really impacted me. And mm -hmm. it actually lined up with what God was saying to me is we actually become lovely and beautiful in his presence. Um, I think it's in chapter one of the chapters, verse, sorry. You're good. I think it's chapter 11 of verse 1 um, where, oh, sorry, chapter 1, verse 11, where it says mm -hmm. we, I've circled, we will enhance your beauty. Encircling yes. you with our golden reins of love, you will be marked by our redeeming grace. He makes us beautiful. And I always say God looked at me and I was covered in mud and he called me beautiful. And over time I started to believe him. And I feel mm -hmm. like one of the biggest um things the enemy tries to do is make us feel unpresentable before we're in his presence. And so we try to get it all together. And he's like, will you just come and let me tell you how lovely you are? Because the longer you're in my presence, then we transform. Our behavior transforms, our attitudes transform, but it can't happen outside of his embrace or outside of his presence. And it's just the age-old thing. Like the enemy doesn't try new tricks. It's the same thing. Whatever God wants us to feel, he just tries to make us feel the opposite. So if God wants us to feel lovely and beautiful and accepted and so um, purposed, the enemy's just like, you're ugly, you're so dirty, you're so shameful, you have no purpose. Like it's actually, it's kind of mm -hmm. math at this point. <laughs> And so it is. Yes. And it's interesting yeah. because he often doesn't use the you are this way. It's he'll mm. say it in first person. I am. This. Yes. I am so mm -hmm. shameful. I am so stupid. I can't I can't believe I just did that. He's he's, a, you know, learned a couple of tricks. And that's one definitely one of yeah. them, which is to, to make yeah. himself sound as though it's us thinking mm -hmm. and speaking. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's so true. And I feel like. And isn't it funny? God calls himself I am. Yeah. And he's been speaking to me so much lately about how this generation and this world is trying to make everything about like, Wait, 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 wait. Stop there for a second. Like I need to, I need to start, like I saw, I saw you want to go like this. He said, and God calls himself the I am. And, and you know, here the enemy mm -hmm. is trying to say, I, you mm -hmm. know, as though he is us and we are this horrible, awful, shameful thing. Mm -hmm. And yet the Lord comes in and he says, I am. I mm -hmm. am this. I am. Okay. That, I just, we needed to sit on that because I can feel it all yeah. over my body right now. Like it's, it's so I've got There's something yeah. about that. Yes, I do too. It's all over. Yes. So yeah, I just wanted to stop there for That's just one second, Lord. Go ahead. Yeah, no, that's what that's what he's been talking to me about is how this generation especially is so confused about who they are, about yeah. their I am, and they're trying to say, no, I am depressed, I am ugly, I am uncomfortable in my skin, you know, and God is saying it's not he does want us to know who we are, but it actually he wants to reaffirm who he is. And in him doing that, we then just become so much more aware and more comfortable with who we are. And I just felt like, I just felt like every time I listened to this podcast and prepared to chat to you ladies today, 
I just felt this overwhelming sense of God just being like, oh, will you let me love you? <laughs> will you just let me love you? I just love you so, so much. Like, I love you. And you know what? As a mom, like you've got kids and they just want to run around or touch things or they're crying and you're like, will you just let me hold you, please? Like, you're <laughs> so much better if you just let me hug you. But in all of their childlikeness, they're like, no, I just need a cookie or this will make me happy or this. And he's like, no, <laughs> come to me, you know. And when they do it, you have this beautiful embrace and you feel them take this deep breath. And I feel like that's what God wants for us is like for him to just look in our eyes. And for some reason we avoid it. Why do we do that? We, well, because the Shulamite woman, we feel ashamed or not good enough, but we avoid the one place where we're going to feel worthy, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Sorry, yeah. I, I can talk for <laughs> Oh my goodness, please. Like I'm happy to sit here and just be quiet for like the next 45 minutes or so and let you just, oh, but Sarah, like what are we? We're 12 minutes in and I feel like what you have just spoken, like we could sit here just on what you have just shared for the Mm. next hour, like the depth Mm. of invitation that I'm feeling Mm. as sharing, like they're not just these are Sarah's thoughts, like you're carrying the heart of the Lord for women and for right now. And so as you're speaking, I'm feeling this drawing, this wooing into encounter, uh, into his heart. And ladies, I just want to say this, like while Sarah was speaking, um, I felt really strongly that there are some of you listening that I heard the words, it has been such a long time. And when I lent into those words, I felt really strongly that there are some of you that have felt like the Lord is so far away and it's been so long since I felt his love or it's been so long since I've had those moments of encounter with him that have brought me back to life. And as Sarah was sharing, I felt like there was this, in the spirit, it felt like the shift of a season it felt like as Sarah speaking there's something the Lord is releasing there's an impartation for you to enter into this place of letting him love you in a deeper way it was like I could feel this shift taking place as Sarah was sharing that you would come into a new season of experiencing the love of God and and the great I am that will transform you afresh. And what you said, Sarah, the longer we're in his presence, the more we transform. And Mm -hmm. that, that place, ladies, I feel like especially for those of you that are feeling dry and like the Lord's really far away, that there is a fresh uh, invitation and wooing of his heart Mm -hmm. to experience that love again, but at a deeper level. Yeah, that's literally what I prayed for. I said, God, I, I've i had like a bit of a crazy week. Our families all had sickness and stuff. But I said, God, I just want women to feel loved, to feel your love. That's all I want. And all I heard him say was first love. And he's going to bring us back to that place of first love. Yeah. Oh, amen. Amen. I... I feel like I have so much to say that I don't know what to say. (laughs) Can relate. Um, Yes. So I'm just sort of letting Holy Spirit kind of sift through and like, what is it that you want to talk about? But um, I think, I think a lot of it, when you said like this generation is so confused about their I am, Mm -hmm. um, 
I feel like that's a fruit of things that have been going on a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like one of the things that the father's doing in this time and in this era, like Lana has been talking about, this, this time that the shift that, that we are in, um, the season that we're in, and it's not just a season, like you're, Lana's absolutely right. It is a new era. Mm-hmm. One of the things that he's been speaking to me a lot about is that this is the move of the father. So this is um, because I do believe that that was the original intention <laughs> in, in sending Jesus was that it's to, to reveal the heart of the one who, who made us and who wants to live within us and, and never be separated from us. Um, and so he's been talking a lot about that, that it's, it's the, the move of the father, the heart of the father to reveal, you know, the truth of his nature and the truth of who he is um, and it is just absolutely pouring outside. I can hear it right now. It just started just a minute ago. So I'm just, we're just going to let that, <laughs> let that wash over and just be a little bit of creation testifying here that the love that he wants to pour out on his children is, is so pure. Mm-hmm. And um, through Jesus, there is nothing that separates that from happening but I feel like we have seen the fruit of years of people being told that they are not worthy or that there's more for them to do um, in order to receive that. And they've kind of sometimes been shown um, a picture of Jesus or a picture of the father of his nature. That's not actually in line with who he really is and how he really operates. And so I really believe that one of the things that he's doing in this time is, is truly taking away a lot of that, um, junk and really letting the truth, which the truth of him is always there, but I believe it's going to be coming up and out. I believe that there are people that know who he is, that have been with him. They smell like him. You know, they understand what that intimacy with him is, is all about and how that love transforms you from that place of relationship. And those are the ones that are coming up those are the ones that are coming out that the Lord is, is bringing out so, so that people can see that. Oh, and there's the thunder <laughs> and experience it <laughs> and experience yeah. it for, you know, the truth of, of who he is and what he has for them in the absolute fullness that he wants to give it. Um, so all that to say, I, re- I really just resonated with a lot of what you were saying about, you know, that them being confused about their I am, but this is the time this is the place. This is, this is how mm. he, <laughs> he shows up <laughs> in yeah. times like that. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I felt a real, um, a few months ago, I just felt like I heard the word slipstream and mm. I feel like at the moment in this, in the spirit and in God's presence, there's a real slipstream, you know, like on finding Nemo, I have such yeah. mom analogies. Okay. We're going to, we're going to just go love it. Um, on Finding Nemo where they just jump in and get taken away on the, you know, all yeah. the turtles and cool mint, whatever. Um, <laughs> what do they say, dude? I don't know. I love but, it. Um, I feel like that we are in such, it actually, it makes me so excited. I feel mm-hmm. like we are so lucky to be alive in a time where mm-hmm. God's presence, I feel like, is that slipstream. And we just get to jump in if we if we want to, right? Mm-hmm. And the enemy is going to do everything he can to try and stop us, right? To make it seem like there's things that are more important or there's, 
things you should worry about or just to stop you from that intimate place with God. I felt it in my own life and I've let it win sometimes. And then when I finally like the pushback has probably is probably harder than it's ever been, but yeah. it's because the slipstream is probably stronger and more fruitful than it has ever been. And yeah. so if we can just push past that resistance, God's God's presence and what he has for us, I feel is like an open heaven, just an open heaven. And we, but we've got to jump in. And this wrestle, I think I wrote when I was um, thinking about today. Can I read you something I wrote? Would that be okay? Yes. I would, yeah, I just read it. Anyway, I'll read it. Even when we wrestle with the Lord, we are merely wrestling with the reality of his love. The struggle is never with him. It is within us. And he holds us and keeps us safe and secure while we wriggle and writhe and sometimes kick and scream until we finally come to a place of resolution that his love is the only answer for every question and the antidote to every heartache. It's the only safe place in the chaos. When we finally accept that, we feel peace. We begin to be transformed. And as we move forward, we begin to invite everybody else into his beautiful embrace because we know that their freedom will be found there too. And have you ever tried to evangelize not from that place? It doesn't yeah. work. Like, right. what are right. we telling, right? Something yeah. you don't believe in. <laughs> like, yeah. we, we, we can only impact other people from that place of his embrace. Mm-hmm. And we've just got to push past the obstacles to just step into his presence because it's I feel like he's just saying have what you want you can have as much of me as you want but we got to position ourselves for it in this time I think wow Sarah I just want to jump on a few things you just said then so firstly the slipstream you made me giggle because one of the that was a word that the Lord would repeat to me over and over again when he would talk about the new era he kept using this word slipstream and um when you were talking about the resistance, um, I, I really felt that the Lord was reminding us and giving us perspective in this season right now because how easy is it to get focused on the pushback? Like mm-hmm. how mm-hmm. is it when you're exhausted or you get hit with sickness or it's like one thing after mm-hmm. another, you can just get to this place where you're like, I am so tired. Like it would be mm-hmm. easy to pack my bags and just go and find a remote beach somewhere mm-hmm. and just enjoy like a quiet life, yeah. right? Yeah. And I like, and I can attest, like in the last couple of months, maybe longer, like I've been in that place, like, God, I'm tired. Mm. Like, this is hard. Mm. But I really believe the heart of the Lord is exactly what you just shared. Yes, there is resistance. Yes, it's like on mm. like Donkey Kong right now. We're in a mm. war. We're in a battle, Mm. but what am I going to focus on? Like, am I going to focus on the the battle that's going on and how hard it is, not diminishing how hard it is, but is that going to be my focus or am Mm. I going to do what you just said? And you said the words, Mm. push past the resistance to Mm. enter into that slipstream where there's so much fruitfulness and life and Mm. and eat and rest in his presence. Mm. And Mm. I just felt when you said that it was a reminder again like yes in the midst of how bumpy and turbulent this season is right now the truth is there actually is this slipstream this place of Mm -hmm. encounter 
sector that is open to us deeper than ever before where mm. the Lord is saying, come in, like, come deeper, yeah. like, how much do you want? And I really feel like he's birthing a desperation. Like, yes. there's this desperation birth. Yes. That's mm. like, I can't have anything else but Christ. Like, mm. like yeah. yeah. So and what, what you were saying before about women feeling like they're not good enough, I just wanted to quickly say that I feel like um, that's actually a lot of people's resistance is they think it's God's resistance. They think they're being rejected and they think that they've lost that first love and God has turned his back. And I just want to encourage anyone feeling like that today. It is not God who has shut you out. It is not God. It is the enemy trying to convince you that you're not just like the Shulamite woman, that you're not worthy of his love anymore, but you are and he is chasing you down. You just need to position yourself to be loved by him and that actually is kind of easy it's all the sometimes the things are in our mind all the obstacles are in our mind and the enemy's putting things in place that aren't actually there and God's like will you just sit with me mm -hmm. so good mm -hmm. so good there it is. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and there Say it is <laughs> yep Sela. I just the only thing that's coming to my mind is actually the birth of my third child. And I don't really know why mm. this is coming up, but it's the only thing I can think of right now. Um, it's just very clear. So I'll just, we'll talk through it and we'll see what, what comes up with it. But Lana, you, one of you, I can't remember who it was, said something about pushing past the pain. Mm -hmm. And I remember being in labor with her. I'm sorry, impending labor story coming. I will keep it. Love PG. it. Love it. <laughs> um, I remember being in labor with my third and her name means life. Um, yeah. And I remember like walking around my room and I was in, I was in some pain cause I, I hadn't done any, any drugs. Um, and I remember kind of walking around, I was super restless and I knew like, it's time. Like I want to be done. I want to be done with this. I'm ready to push this kid out. And I remember I got up from the stool I was on and I walked over to the bed and one of the nurses was staying there. She goes, well, she doesn't walk like she's about to have a baby. And I was thinking like, just you wait, lady. <laughs> you, don't, you have no idea what I'm capable of. <laughs> don't tell a pregnant don't woman in transition that. anything like that. Anything. We don't well, need don't your opinion. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think I might have dropped out. No, oh, you're still here, Courtney. Okay, okay, all right. Anyway. So I walk over, I get uh, back onto the bed and I remember thinking like, I remember hearing that I'm going to have to push past the pain because mm -hmm. as I started to push, it hurt. Mm -hmm. And, um, I just knew, okay, let's do it. Let's push past the pain. Took a big deep breath, gave a really big push. And then all of a sudden my midwife was like, whoa, 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 blow, blow, blow. She kept telling me to blow. Cause I was like, I'm telling you when I'm <laughs> This kid's coming out. <laughs> she came out like a cannonball, you know, just like, bang. Wow. <laughs> um, but it was once I got to that point where it was like pushed past the pain, the pain did stop. It either stopped or my awareness of it shifted. And it was get down to business and, and we're, we're moving through this because I'm not going to stay in that spot. I'm going to go and I'm going to hold this baby. And, you know, a lot of that does, um, you know, once the, the baby is out and you get to hold sweet baby, a lot of that does kind of, you, you know, you can still Amnesia feel it. Amnesia sets in. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then you go again. Yeah. Yeah. It's 
Yeah. And then we have four kids. Yeah, exactly. And then you have another one and you're like, I've forgotten about this. And all of a sudden (laughs) in the moment you remember everything and you're like, what was I doing? Anyway, but you have the child, you have the baby there and that's where your focus is. You know, Mm -hmm. that's where your attention is. And that's, you know, that's part of that reward. And so some of it, you know, I think, I don't know exactly what he wants to say about that in particular, but there is a point where, like you were saying, Lana, the, the focus of the war and the battle doesn't take all of our attention anymore. Yeah, it's there, Mm -hmm. but our vision is being sharpened and it's being trained to be focused right on the end where I'm going. I'm not going to camp here. I'm not going to sit here in this pain. I'm going to move through it and we're going to get to the prize. We're going to get to the other side. I'm just going to keep my eyes Mm -hmm. on him. Um, I think that that's a lot of what I think a lot of people, I know myself included, I really have felt like the Lord lately has been saying, like, pay attention, Courtney, pay attention Mm -hmm. to the thoughts that are coming into your mind. Like take, Mm -hmm. take care to take focus on me, take time to, to picture the things that I'm saying to you. I want you to meditate on those and I want you to actually see them coming forth because that's giving Mm -hmm. birth through that place of, um, you know, our imagination is a Hebrew word and it. One of the meanings is um, spiritual. It can mean like your spiritual womb. So when we encounter the Lord in that space of meditating with him on his promises and what he said to us, when we take time to think on it, we're creating it, we're conceiving it, and we're actually giving life to it. We're, we're bringing that to life and bringing it to birth. And so, yeah, the eyes and those focus is I really feel like that's something he's been on lately. And isn't he like, isn't he so great at like, doesn't, doesn't the enemy just want to shift our focus all the time? Like I look back on actually some of the most like literally traumatic, painful times in my life, right? The seasons I've walked through, I was like, God, what on earth has -hmm. happened? And actually I can also line that up with some of my most incredible encounters with the love of God and with the comfort of God. Like, oh, I remember, I can tell you multiple things. I remember like um, one time lying in a ball in my bed, sobbing, filled with grief, filled with absolute devastation, and but God was there. And Mm -hmm. I felt he showed me this picture of him like a lion standing above me and I was curled up underneath his feet his legs kind of and he was you know on a rock like when they're roaring and he screamed like he was roaring the loudest roar you've ever heard in the face of the enemy and I was just safely tucked up underneath him and I felt like he was like just let me let me fight for you I'm so and that is burned in my memory forever from one of the worst most painful times of my life and I remember a time I was struggling with depression and anxiety so badly like I literally was fighting for my life it was during my second pregnancy and um he gave me this picture of I just lay on the bed and I gave up and that's what it looks like sometimes it looks like actually giving up not trying so hard but just lying down okay fine I'm not gonna try and be perfect or say the right even the right scriptures or the right prayers I literally give up God and then he showed me this picture of me as a little girl just like kneeling at his feet and my focus was on him and I was loving him right like and this is what he does what the enemy does with the bride if he can't ruin her devotion to the groom he just Mm -hmm. tries to ruin her perspective of herself 
You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so he couldn't take my devotion from me, right? But in this picture, I was at Jesus' feet begging him. Like I was like, I love you, God. Like help me, please help me. Like what do I need to do? And in the and Jesus knelt down and he picked me up and scooped me up into his arms and put put my head on his shoulder and just began to sway. And he was like, honey, you don't belong down there. You belong up here. Just come up here. Let me hold you. Stop begging me for help and just let me hold you. And that is burned in my memory forever, again, from another really dark time in my life. And anyone walking through a really dark or painful season, just know that God has encounters prepared for you right now with his love and with a perspective. He wants to give you a picture to hold on to. And you will look back on this time and not actually really remember the pain, just like the childbirth, right? The pain just melts away, but you remember the the power in God's comfort and his peace and his love. And it's like that growing muscle, like it hurts to exercise it, but the you see the fruit of it and your faith is growing right now, even though it's painful. I promise you it's not God punishing you and you are growing more than you realize. Sorry, I went on a tangent there, but no, that's yeah, holy spirit tangent. Like, wow, like you know, Sarah, as I'm listening to you, I'm thinking those two encounters you just shared, like that's part of your history with God. And so, Mm. those encounters are not just for that season, they become wells of encounter Mm. that then you go through another season and it's hard and it's dry or Mm -hmm. it's. You can turn around and go, I remember when. I remember that encounter. And those encounters, like I remember the time that the Lord said to me, Lana, when you encounter me, it's not just for today. You can come back and you can revisit those encounters Mm -hmm. again ask me for more and so I began to take encounters I'd had in my life and in the really dry hard seasons I would go Lord I remember when you roared over me like that and I intentionally sit in that space and immediately I was taken back into that moment I remember your closeness Mm. I remember your authority Mm. I remember the comfort Lord show Mm. me again take me deeper Mm. still those moments have or those encounters have become like wells in my life that I can go back and drink from and they then lead me even deeper still and so when you're sharing that Sarah I thought wow how powerful for us to remember that in every season like when it's dark and it's hard and we give up like he doesn't stand on the sideline and go well Sarah I hope you make it like good luck right? He is so present and he is so intentional to meet us and he doesn't leave us without the grace. Like I just, I'm feeling this stirring, like somebody listening or watching, you may be feeling like God has left you and like left you to your own, like your own strength to try and make it through this. Like that's not God. He is not, he doesn't, you don't go through a season and he goes, well, you know, good luck, let me know how it goes. He's yeah. with you, like he walks with you, he carries you. You have the grace and the empowerment to walk through what you're walking through right now, not because of your strength, but because he's with yeah. you, because of so who true. he is within you. And so many times in scripture we can see like, you know, when Elijah's like at the end of himself, like what happened, like angels come and minister or like food is brought, like there's all these mm-hmm. moments 
scripture where we see pictures of the Lord. He's so near. He's so close. Mm. He's so present. And so I want to encourage you, ladies, that if you're finding yourself in that hard season, he's so close. He's so present. Like Look for him, but also don't forget the history that you have with him because they are really wells of encounter for you Mm. in this season. I love that one. And I love you've taught that uh, before you, you teach that in your book about dreams, um, the prophetic voice of God. And I remember reading that um, and realizing like what a gift that is that, you know, that's a territory because sometimes we think of territory as land, but it's like, that's a territory in the spirit. That's a space in yeah. the spirit. We get to go back there with him anytime that we want to, as many times as we want to. And we get to see mm-hmm. more or hear more, or just go back into that encounter of what that felt like and let that be, you know, where we sit, what we um, let wash over us in those times. Um, I just love this conversation. I love the realness that you're sharing from Sarah, because, you know, sometimes it's easy for people to look at us on the screen or hear us on the podcast and think like, oh, I bet they don't, (laughs) they don't have talk through something yeah. or but they don't struggle with that and it's, it's like yeah. you know um if if you only knew <laughs> if I was only knew. Have to say those words Courtney. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, you know i just i remember not long ago like i i had had an awful weekend and i sat down with my journal and i just felt like lower than low and i was just like okay god like here i am the girl like i'm just not good enough here's the girl that's just not good enough. And I'm trying desperately to be good enough. And it was mm-hmm. like, you know, he stopped me. And later on, he told me, he was like, Courtney, your, your enoughness is not based on you. Mm-hmm. Your enoughness is based on what I say about you. And from that point, he led me into, it took me to Proverbs 31. And I, and I didn't realize this, but um, I had written something a couple months ago and I had, it was, it's probably one of the most vulnerable things I've ever written. And I don't, I haven't shared it with a lot of people, but it, I could see myself. And so I was writing as I was seeing myself. And one of the names that he had given me in that encounter was woman of valor. Mm-hmm. And after this, here I am the girl that's not good enough. He takes me to Proverbs 31 and he starts to explain that the section in Proverbs 31 of the Proverbs 31 woman, I'm probably going to butcher the Hebrew, but it's called <laughs> Eshet Kail. And it means woman of valor. And he was like, this is how I see you. You're not striving to get there. This is where you're at. Um, And I realized in that moment too, like when I take that thought process of I'm, I'm not good enough. If I take that belief about myself into my relationships with people, with the Lord, number one, Mm. but then especially with people, our spouses, our friends or whatever, that majorly influences everything that I filter out of me and everything that I filter Mm. into me and Mm. I filter something, what, whatever I give, I'm filtering through that lie and whatever I receive, I'm filtering through that lie. And Mm. my people deserve better than that. Like, and and you do too. And I do too. Like that's, Mm -hmm. it's the only thing that we should filter (laughs) through is Jesus. That was was a big one for me. Yeah. And I, and I think like, It's about feelings, right? We can't trust our feelings. And that's what, as hard as those seasons were, right? I actually, dare I say it, 
I actually am so grateful for them and I never in my life thought I would say that, like mm-hmm. never. But mm-hmm. I actually, that is when, like I got to this point where I was like, oh, all the good feelings got taken away and I still knew mm-hmm. that God was good. I still knew. I didn't get my healing, but I still knew that God was good. I still saw that he was good. Maybe it didn't go the way I wanted it to, but now I truly know my faith is unshakable because I've walked through seasons where I didn't get what I wanted, but I still knew that God was good. And I feel like as the bride, right, Jesus is constantly, like you said, um, Courtney, Jesus is constantly looking at us as the bride on her wedding day, right? But, like, I'm still Tim's bride, even though I'm not still in the dress, right? And so our reality, right, is we go home and take it all off and we're like, oh, my gosh, now I've had a baby and I haven't had a shower in three days. It's messy, right? Like, sometimes it's messy. And we do not feel like this glamorous, beautiful bride. We feel like we've got this milk leaking and it's like, this is messy, right? Sorry, guys. No, do you do you watch the office do you watch the office yes. at all yeah yeah okay you know yeah. that that part where pam's pregnant and she's like it used to be fun yes. and i used to be cool and now <laughs> yes. i'm just a fat mom and it's like yes. Yes. That's, right. <laughs> that's right and you know what i feel like when i was preparing for this i feel like it's not annoying but it's like imagine actually being married to the perfect man that would actually sometimes be really hard and more revealing right because when he looks at you in that state and goes, look, you're so beautiful and he never does anything wrong and he's always right and he's always like sometimes we don't want to hear it but God's like it's the only thing that's going to actually help you feel better and I feel like we we can t- tend to sometimes look at him as an imperfect groom but he never has changed from the wedding day and us in his eyes hasn't changed from the wedding day. He still sees us in the dress in the makeup and the hair and he sees our reality he's not ignorant to that but he still thinks we are just so beautiful and our job is to just focus less on the mess and more on his voice and when he says that to me when he says look at you you're so lovely like initially I feel this resistance I'm like yeah you would say that like (laughs) (laughs) but then if we sit longer and we actually drink it in, he, we really are so lovely. Like I look at you two today, you are so lovely. And I see that in you, but it's about learning to see that in ourselves. And if it's okay, I just keep getting drawn to, again, I keep not knowing what chapter I'm in, just the verse. I think it's oh, chapter 5, verse 7. It says, as I walked throughout the city in search of him, the overseers stopped me and they made their rounds. They beat me and bruised me until I could take no more. They wounded me deeply and removed their covering from me. Nevertheless, make me this promise, you brides-to-be. If you find my beloved one, please tell him I endured all travails for him. (sighs) I've been pierced through by love and I will not be turned aside. And that kind of... um, not stubbornness, but that kind of fierce, stubborn. It's a stubborn faith that can only be developed. It It is is. tenacity. It's Mm -hmm. faith like flint kind of faith, right? Mm -hmm. It Mm -hmm. only can be um, 
developed in those times of travail and being attacked and wounded. I know there's women listening today who have been so deeply hurt and Mm. I hear you and I literally feel that. I've felt it and I know Lana and Courtney are the same, but I want you to know what's being developed in you right now is this actual devotion to God that makes him so proud and so, so enamored with you and you're going to find him again and the wounds may hurt, but I promise you you're about to find him again and he hasn't left. He's still there and keep searching because when you find him again, your relation, it's like marriage, right? Like the wedding day is beautiful, but it's not till you've been through deep stuff and you still love each other. That's a whole other level of love. Mm-hmm. And you have a level of love waiting for you with the Lord on the other side of this trial that is going to blow your mind. I just felt like someone needs to hear that today. So good. Can I ask a question, Sarah? What does it look like for you? to let him love you so you said the words like he will say to me you know I love you or you're so lovely like you can feel that resistance and go don't say that like of course you'd say that mm-hmm. like what does your process look like when mm-hmm. you feel that resistance like how do you lean in what does it look like for you to drink up that love well honestly there is a battle sometimes um worship is always good for me always like and even spe- like speaking to him in the spirit because when I feel like my my words in the flesh are not lining up, I know my spirit agrees with him. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's kind of a way of forcing my flesh to come into alignment with what the Lord says about me. Mm-hmm. But literally there were times when I first got married, and I'm going to be super real again, when I first got married I was so insecure. Like I'm telling you I was just sure my husband was going to leave me. Yeah, I was like, I'm ugly. I'm like, don't have the body of everybody else. I'm not beautiful. He's going to leave me, have an affair. It was just in my mind like there was no one could tell me it wasn't going to happen. That's how real it felt. Sorry. And I remember being in my room. I literally wouldn't leave the house some days. I was so consumed by insecurity. I remember being in my room. This is like a full circle moment. I'm just realizing this. Sorry. I'm having a moment. But I remember being in my room curled up in a ball saying, God, why why am I going through this? Why do I feel this way? And I closed my eyes and he showed me a sea of women's faces. And he said, he said, you're going to get through this and it's not just for you, it's for them too. Okay, honey? So it's going to be a big fight, but let's fight it because all these women are going to get to find their own freedom You'll fight. That's why the fight's so big. And everyone going through stuff right now, it's not just your victory that you're fighting for. It's everyone whose lives you're going to impact on the other side of this battle. But he said to me, let's fight it. And I'm telling you, I had to drive around in my car like a weirdo and say scriptures out loud over myself that felt completely different to what I felt inside. It was so uncomfortable at first and everything in my skin would crawl and be like, that's not true. But I even I would drive around like I am worth being married to. I am worth yeah. being loved. I had to agree with God's voice over my life. I said, I am beautiful. I feel sorry for any man who would leave me. <laughs> like just and then I got a little bit of sass into it <laughs> because I over time, I, I was literally teaching my daughter this this morning in the mirror, right? Over time, 
your flesh submits and bows down to the truth of what God says about you. And literally, it actually took like a few days before I started to feel like, hang on a second, I am worth loving. I am. And on the days where it felt too heavy and I couldn't even bring myself to say it, I would write, write it out in sentences 50 times. I have the journals still over and over. I'm worthy of love. I'm worthy of love. And it literally transformed my life. And sometimes it's a battle, but it's worth it every single second. And other times it's just putting worship on and lying in the on your bed and going into the garden with the Lord. And I'm trying not to overlap what I'm going to talk about for the um, yes. whole woman thing because I have like, but it's about going into the garden with the Lord. And it might be a few extra steps from the fruit that the enemy's offering you, but man, what's on offer in there, make, make the walk, you know, walk into the garden, lie on your bed and picture, where are you, God? That's the best thing for me, actually. Where are you and what are you saying? When we actually do that, it's not that hard to hear him. We've just got to ask the right question. Did I answer your question? Oh, my goodness. Did you answer? Yes, yes, yes. And the Lord told me to wear my shirt today into the garden. So there you go. Oh, no way. Awesome. Oh, he's so good. Oh, so good. Oh, ladies listening, watching. Sarah just drops like some really important keys right then. Like I really felt as you were sharing, Sarah, like they were keys to breakthrough. Like there are ladies, again, I'm going to say it again, like I feel like there's a lot of you that are listening that are just feeling stuck and in that kind of hard place. As you were sharing, Sarah, I was like yesterday I found two plastic keys um, that I bought, oh, my goodness, because one of the stores here in Sydney has started decking it out for Christmas. I can't believe it. Anyway, I walked in, I'm like, there's Christmas trees everywhere and like a in September but anyway I'm not mad about it right (laughs) and they had two plastic gold keys and the Lord said to me I want you to buy these keys so I bought them and as you were sharing I saw these keys again in my mind's eye and the Lord said to me these are keys to bring unlocking and it's and it's Mm -hmm. the unlocking of encounter but it's also this place Sarah that you talked about before was it in reference to the Shulamite maybe you were talking about a tenacity and this this Mm. And this, like, I am not, I'm resolved. Like, I am not from this place. And that's what I heard when you were sharing those keys just then. It was like, I'm not, mm. I'm not going to sit under this stuff. Like, I am mm. going to be ferociously focused on who he says I am. Like, he doesn't lie. He's the mm. same today and forevermore. And his truth is the ultimate truth. And he is truth. Yeah. So even if mm-hmm. it makes my skin crawl, I feel highly mm-hmm. uncomfortable. I have a choice mm. where am I going to align myself like yeah. I need to align myself with his voice um, and mm-hmm. that transformation mm-hmm. um, but I want to ask one one more question if that's okay and you mentioned that you were standing in the uh, in front of the mirror this morning with Poppy and you were mm. talking to her right I want to mm-hmm. ask a question how has um, your journey of being transformed by love by his love shaped your parenting how has oh. it like do we need another podcast episode? yeah I was gonna say do we have a whole other hour for this you another hour <laughs> no um look oh how do I Lord help me how do I how do I narrow that down um I'm just okay let's 
put it bluntly, I'm just not a great mum when I'm not loved by God, really. Like that scripture, we love because he first loved us. If I have not been putting myself in his presence and allowing myself to receive his love, I have nothing to give my children. Like I just, I'm exhausted. I'm cranky. Like this morning, for instance, look, I just should have spent some time with the Lord. And it's not a coincidence that any time I wake up in just even five minutes, mm-hmm. right? I spend, I was trying to get a bit extra sleep this morning because I've been sick, but I should have just, it's not worth it. Hey, like that five minutes won't transform your day as much as sitting yeah. with God will, right? Yeah. But it's no coincidence that when I do that, my whole day is different. I have, oh, I have more patience. Isn't that weird? I have more um, <clears throat> wisdom. Oh, I make better choices. Wow, that's so weird. And I was literally <laughs> talking to the kids about it this morning about how um, I was praying over them on the way to school. We have a bit of a drive, so it becomes a sermon and they're like, Mom. <laughs> but I was, <laughs> I was praying over them and I was like, um, I was praying for the Holy Spirit and then I said, Lord, would you give them more love, more joy, more peace? Because often we pray for more of the fruit, right? But we actually just need to pray for more of the Spirit. We're like, God, would you just give me more patience? But it's like, no, Holy Spirit, fill me up because the fruit's just a byproduct of that. Mm -hmm. And so the more we invite the Holy Spirit into us, I, I was saying to the kids, like, just open your hands up and say, Holy Spirit, just come and fill me today because I was needing it. So I'm also praying because I'd just done a really bad job getting everyone into the car with a super loving nature. So I was like, guys, we need the spirit and all of the fruit. (laughs) 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 She's covering her head with a hoodie. Um, So I said, put out your hands. We're all just going to, and I think them seeing this is actually important too, seeing how we respond to when we totally stuff it up, like that we need a savior, right? And so yes. I, I was like, let's all put our hands out and say, Holy Spirit, fill us up. And Teddy in particular was like, one of my kids was like, I don't want to. And I was like, that's okay. You don't have to because cool. I don't ever want to force it on them. I was like, and he's like, I'll, I'll do it tomorrow. And I said, sure. I mean, that's a whole day without the Holy Spirit, but if that's what you want. And then he was like, okay. And so he started to pray <laughs> and was like, Holy Spirit, come. And Teddy was in the back and he's like, I said, can you feel it, guys? And Teddy knows. He goes, he's hugging me. I said, that's great. And he said, I want more. I want more. I said, just ask him. Slipstream, right? Just ask him, Teddy. And so he was like, more Holy Spirit. And then this giant smile filled his face. And, oh, kids kids receive like nothing else. Like I can't, that, it's a whole other podcast, Lana. But, um, yeah, the more I receive, the more I give and the more they encounter. The more I put things out of my life that are bringing chaos and just filling my life with junk, the less Mm. I have to give them. But when I eradicate so many things that are taking just unnecessary attention, there's more room for the Holy Spirit in our home and you can Mm. feel it. You can feel it. Mm -hmm. Um, I hope that answers your question. I tried to keep it, John. It does. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's beautiful. And I think it's like I, I, I hear the grace in that too. Sarah, I mm. hear the grace in what you're saying because he's so graceful <laughs> towards yeah. us, especially as mothers. I think he really knows. Oh. Um, you mm. know, it's interesting because like I, I got off of, I don't remember what I was doing. I was doing something in here, something minister related. And, and it was interesting because I, I got off the call and I remember feeling like, oh, like 
I didn't, I'm not doing this enough with the kids. I'm not, mm-hmm. you know, we're not reading enough. We're not, we're not reading the Bible enough together. Like, and that's not to say that there's not a time where the Lord's like, Hey, do this a little bit more. Yes. He's, you know, yes. helping us along, whatever. That's not it. But I was just feeling really heavy. And I went downstairs and my youngest comes like out of nowhere. She comes around the corner and she was like, mom, God is in my heart. And I was like, I said, yeah, he is. And she goes, I said, what is, what does he say to you? And she said, and he says that he's only ever, he's always going to be good to me. And I was like, oh my gosh. Like so just sharing that to say, like, I didn't speak that to her directly that day. Mm-hmm. You know, that is him you know, and his intention to love them, to, you know, put his arms around them and speak to mm-hmm. them. And in those gaps where I'm not very nice getting everybody into the car oh, yeah. or whatever, like, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, a lot of space for you here, Jesus. <laughs> I know. Isn't it beautiful that he calls himself the father and we have the honor of being called a mother? Like, mm-hmm. I can't always communicate that as well as I feel it, but like, He's and uh, literally on days like that, I'm like, thank goodness you guys have the perfect father because your mom is not keeping it together right now. But you're right. It's like they learn from just what's in the home, the highs and the lows, because you've allowed Jesus in, not because you're a perfect mom, you know? Yeah. And the things that you speak over them, like, and and watching you Mm. transform, like as they watch you transform, as, mm. as you are like, don't make the mistake of thinking that what you're doing by you spending time with Jesus or you spending mm-hmm. time with the Lord or getting filled up is not actually having that outward effect a- around the people mm-hmm. that are around you. Because as you change, mm-hmm. that's seeds and things that are being planted in you. And then fruit and harvest comes yeah. out, you know, yeah. all over the place. Um, Poppy. Yeah. yeah. Poppy says to me lately, you're so obsessed with God, mom. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> tell me I have a tween right and I was like I know I'm so obsessed with him and she's like it's probably why you're such a good mom then I was like yes that's exactly she doesn't always she doesn't always say that but I was like yes something's happening right like write that one down and date it and bring it out when she's yelling at me about something else (laughs) you said this (laughs) yeah oh they know So good. Wow. This has been amazing. Mm, So fun. So good. Well, Courtney, unless you um, have anything else you'd like to ask, or Sarah, do you have anything else burning on your heart? I would love you to pray for the ladies listening um, to wrap up. But if there's anything Mm -hmm. else you're feeling, um, feel free to share. Otherwise, we can pray. Mm. No, I think, I mean, yeah, I could do a whole other session, but like, I just, as long as the women listening today have experienced hope in the love of God, it's coming for you, I promise. Mm-hmm. I just want you to feel that. So maybe I'm just going to pray an impartation of that, if that's okay. Yeah, yes. Okay. Oh, God, you are so beautiful. You are mm-hmm. so safe and you are so gracious. And, Lord, we forget that sometimes. And I just want to pray for every woman listening today who has lost sight of the perfection of her groom. I pray, Lord, that you will lift the veil off their eyes and they will see you for who you are, which is a devoted, loving, um, gracious, incredible God who wants nothing more than just to spend time with them 
I pray, Lord, for every woman who hasn't felt your love for a while, that right now, God, as they hear my voice, not through my own anything, God, but through your grace, would you just touch them, touch their hearts? I pray they'll feel you in their body, Lord God. Anywhere that needs healing, would it just be released into their body right now because you love them, God? I pray, Father, that minds that have been struggling with anxiety and depression, that you will touch their minds with your love and you will bring healing, God, but also perspective, Lord, and hope. I just see hope being birthed, even like as little as a seed that's going to grow. I pray right now a seed will be planted of hope in every woman who's hearing these words right now. I pray for those who, who are feeling great, Lord, would you take them to greater levels of your love? Would you just release your presence and your spirit over every woman who's listening to this today? And we just thank you, God. We thank you for what you're going to do in our lives. We just glorify you and we lift you up over every circumstance, every battle, every um, thought that would try and come and oppose you. We submit it to the cross and we just say you are so holy. You are so good. You are so good, greater than all of our circumstances. We just worship you and we honor you and we thank you for this opportunity to come together and just talk in your presence. I just see the smile on your face when your daughters connect in this way. We love you, God, and we honor you. Bless the day and the sleep and whatever time it is for any woman listening right now. Just bless them and help them to see your presence in their day. In your mighty name, amen. 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 Wow, wait. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, my goodness, Sarah. Thank you. Oh, I, it has been such a joy. And like I said, like we could sit here for another hour, like easily, mm-hmm. yeah. just delighting in his presence and the way that you carry his heart is just, it's so beautiful. And I know that this episode um, is going to bless so many women uh, all across mm-hmm. the so a huge thank you to you for coming on and for your yes to the Lord and the way that you walk with him and invite people into your journey. It's You are such a gift. So thank you from thank us. You. Such a joy. It's a pleasure. So good. Huge honour. Huge honour. Really, really. Now, Sarah, for those that um, this may be their first time to uh, meeting the incredible Sarah Wiseman, how would they follow along with you? What is the best place? Uh, The best place is Instagram. It's where I share all of the things. (laughs) Um, I am, my handle is at the mummy mission. Uh, Mummy's in Australian spelling, so M-U-M-M-Y. My mission is to just love on other mums. And just to share my journey of motherhood and faith and life and, yeah, just showing up um, in whatever way God tells me to. But, yeah, you can follow along there. My kids are really cute. Oh, <laughs> and They are. Yeah. I just My whole point of it is just to make women feel like they're not alone in this journey of just doing life. You don't have to be a mum at all. I love you. I love, I just love women and encouraging women. So, 
that's where you can find me. Well, I uh, follow along with Sarah very closely on her Instagram and I can attest that you will have moments of incredible encounter. You will have lots of giggles and laughs and you will have lots of encouragement. <laughs> it is just, it's such a space of life. So I would encourage you to follow along with her. So again, it is the at symbol and the T-H-E-M-U-M-M-Y-M-I-S-S-I-O-N right the mummy mission yeah. um those of you on the podcast uh listening i would have put it up on youtube for those of you watching but i apologize i uh the the, the uh what's it called the contact details that we have saved here are not the same so i'm not going to put that on the screen so if you could please just follow along with the mummy mission that would be wonderful i think that's it well, thank you so much for joining us, lovely ladies. We hope that this episode has blessed you and we look forward to seeing you next week. Bless you. Bye. Bye. We hope that this podcast has blessed you and we have been blessed by bringing it to you today. If you would like to see more of what Zion's Company of Women is about, please check out our website, zionscompanyofwomen.com. We pray that your